Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. You might think, what's going on? There isn't an episode on a Thursday. And you're right, there isn't. This, it, that isn't what this is. This is us plugging another show, a better show in many ways. Absolutely. We'd love in you almost to check all it. the ways. Correct. Uh, it's called Do Go On. Some of you, or a lot of you already listened to it, but it's basically a comedy podcast about three best friends uh, riffing and chatting and just getting along and discussing. <laughs> Boy, you're really selling this. Boy, There's I. nothing I like better than a couple of best friends really getting along. That's right. And chatting and riffing. They're chatting and riffing, yeah. So they're basically one of them presents a topic, uh, like kind of like a book report, but interesting, and the other two try to derail it. And it's informative and very funny, and it's very charming, and it's just a couple of mates bloody chatting and riffing, <laughs> which I'm sure some just of getting you, along, just you getting know? along. But sometimes it, they don't get along though. Sometimes but I'm spoiler alert, by the end they're probably they're getting along, along again. Anyway, it's an absolute blast. So uh, this is an episode that we thought might be a good a good one to start on. It's linked below if you want to check out the, the entire thing. They're on Spotify and iTunes and a there's bunch a, of other There's places. a couple of episodes that we're on from Absolutely time to time. Yeah, That's it. Been, so, we've been lucky enough to be on the show. So, yeah. uh, so if, you're, if you're interested after this one, just pick a topic that you're interested in and go or even it. not. Yeah. And, and you're, you're guaranteed a good time. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think if you I think if you listen to a couple, you yeah. probably end up listening to more. I've listened to all of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back on Monday, but uh yeah, thank you for this for the ongoing support. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. And welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you for joining me. And welcome to the news. It did feel a bit newsy, didn't it? Yeah. This it week, always I'm... feels like a barbershop, qu- a barbershop hello, quartet hello, to me. Hello. 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 Yeah, Matt's going to do the theme one. <laughs> Good fun. Good. Oh, we do have fun, don't we? So the way, Dave, this is how the show works, right? Uh, one of the three of us does a report on a topic that's been suggested by a listener. One of the three of us know what that topic is, the person who's done the report. Mm-hmm. The other goodness. two do not know. The other two of the three. The other two of the three, in case you were wondering <laughs> which two of which. And the person doing the report starts the report, gets us on topic by asking the other two a question. This week, Dave is doing a report. Dave, what is your question? All right, here's my question. Patreon people voted for this topic. My question is, when it comes to serial killers, <gasps> what is the scariest weapon they can use? Oh, good Ooh. stuff. I guess it's like, I'd say... Something blunt. Yeah. <laughs> a spoon. A spoon. <laughs> 
yuck. He was struck with a spoon 996 times. That's a classic, that's, that's a classic uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves line. Mm. He goes, I'll, I'll cut your heart out with a spoon. And his cousin or whatever was like, why a spoon? Use a knife. Because it's dull, it'll hurt more. <laughs> Great line. It'll also just be a lot more work for you. A lot more work. It'll Imagine take ages. trying to break skin with a spoon. Oh. Picturing a wooden spoon. Obviously. Oh, wow. Obviously. The only spoon I use. Yeah. <laughs> Stir my coffee with a wooden spoon. I'm guessing I'm a knife, a... machete, or a kitchen knife, butcher rope. knife. Oh, rope. Getting closer, Nunchucks. Getting closer with that would take a few hits unless you're really. It wasn't really good. machete. Spear. No, um... Nuclear bomb. Nuclear bomb. <gasps> Guns. It is sharp. It's sharp. Uh, my wit. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> axe. Say something. Say something. It's oh, an axe. No! An axe and mur- my axe. <laughs> an axe murderer. No. Oh, you know, I don't yeah. like this at all. Is this Always... about Mike Myers' movie? So yeah. I married an axe murderer. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. No, it's a good movie. <laughs> Did what you forget talk- that that existed? He's talking about the size of the kid's head. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost him. Great. Okay. Um, an axe murderer. You hear a lot about, you know, like um, axe murderer, say like, you know, it's just a common trope for for a murderer. But yeah. I've never really come across an axe murderer I would call, in, in real history. I would call a creepy looking man an axe murderer. Right. Like he looks like an axe murderer, you know, but I, I don't think I know of an actual yeah, axe know, murderer. Do you know how many axe murders? The only the only one that comes to mind to me is the uh, the wood chopper in Little Red Riding Hood kills the wolf with an axe. Oh, yeah. So is he not an axe murderer? He is. Wow. He's an an heroic axe murderer. More like an axe hunter, I think. If you're, if you're killing an animal, I think you can call yourself a hunter. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think butchers <laughs> no, or people you. who... They're fucking murderers, mate. Oh, I agree. As a vegetarian, <laughs> I agree. Even after... Meat is but, murder. Uh, so even at the butchers when the meat is <laughs> yeah. well and truly dead. Oh, yep. Yeah. But, Every cut um, is still. What, what does he think that cow was born dead? Does he? He knows. Does he think that that <laughs> cut's going to bring it back to life? Does he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you're a butcher, get in touch. <laughs> Tell us what you think. No, this is about an axe murderer. Uh, this topic is called, and I'm, I'm, I put it up for the vote with a few other pretty sensational, sort of sounding topics. But of course, this one got picked. The Axe Man of New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> I for some reason I thought you were doing a general report on, on the murderers. idea of axe murdering. No, no, I was I was just using that question because I knew you wouldn't have probably heard. You have probably haven't heard of this axe man, I imagine. Axe man, I hadn't. No, axe is it's... Dimebag Daryl's the most famous axe man I know. <laughs> it's just such he's a... also he also died, so hmm. it's not With not good for the axe man. Yeah, moment of silence for dying. <laughs> And we're back. Okay, so the Axe Man of New Orleans. You haven't heard of this topic. I hadn't. It was one of those ones that jumped out at me in the hat amongst the thousands of suggestions. I've never, yeah, I've never noticed it. It sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. And it does not disappoint. Okay. Nineteen eighteen. Let me take you back to New Orleans. New Orleans. I know Americans often call it New Orleans, but we usually say New Orleans. Nola. Right. It doesn't make us right. I know, but what? uh, Should I pick one and go with it? Yeah, yeah. I can go just with, commit. Go New Orleans. With your heart. Whatever you feel New comfortable. Orleans. Okay. So okay. people in Rome don't call it Rome. They call it Rum. They call it Paris. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. It is confusing. Okay. They're like, when in Paris? And it's like, what? <laughs> what? The rest of us say, when in Rome? They go, what's Rome? <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> uh, Italians. <sighs> okay, 1918, New Orleans. The Big Easy. 
the birthplace of jazz, home of Mardi Gras, often referred to as the most unique city in the United States. Well, this unique city was about to be terrified by a very unique serial killer. God, you are just so good at this. <laughs> this is what happens when you put time into the reports. I don't Time do and that. passion. Time and passion. Is this our second New Orleans report? Was your yeah. witch? Oh, no. Was, no, not witch. She was a, like a voodoo queen. Voodoo queen. Oh, New yes. Orleans. The voodoo queen of New Orleans or New Orleans. New Orleans sounded better. For that one, that yes. One yeah, yeah. But this one weren't New Orleans. Now, to truly set the scene for this murderer, we have to go back a few years earlier to 1910 where there was a spate of attacks on Italian grocers. Approximately eight years earlier. Mm. Math. That's correct. <laughs> so New Orleans Italian grocers were being attacked. They wow. were from Rome. Originally. Most of them Sicilian, Because it's a very French. Not Rome. Know, it's a, quite a French. Yes, the French Quarter is there. But uh, out of all the sta- uh, cities in the uh, in the south of the US at the time that had the biggest Italian right. population, most of them Sicilian. Mm. Uh, according to Miriam Davis in her book, Axmed of New Orleans, The True Story. So you know it's true. <laughs> She could be sued if her book wasn't true, if she'd named yeah. it that. So yeah. she's she's confident. She put it on the line. I like that. On uh, August 3rd, 1910, Harriet Crutier woke from her sleep to a man standing over her brandishing a meat cleaver and demanding money. And if, if she didn't give it to him, he would, quote, do to you what I just did to your husband. So that point. It would have been like this. Uh, <laughs> I do it to you what I did just did it to your husband. That's speaking with his hands. <laughs> My remember my nana is is Italian, so so you can do that. Maybe just call her nonna, nonna, just to be safe. Okay. <laughs> so cultured, Maltabeni. I do it to you. <laughs> well, just because the killer, the victims are Italian, doesn't mean the attacker is Italian. Oh. may just be a big fat racist. Oh, <laughs> let's not discount that theory. Are they definitely fat though? Yes. <laughs> now. We'll get to that. Now, she's, so the meat cleaver said, I'll do to you what I just did to your husband. It the was meat that, cleaver said it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a puppet show. <laughs> was a sidekick. No. She was like, I dropped some acid last night. <laughs> this mur- is fucking weird. Murder, like, I really don't want to be doing this. <laughs> well, it's too bad. You will do it. Oh, you better do what he says. I can't control him when he's like this. <laughs> 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 no. So basically he threatened her saying I'll do to you what I just did to your husband It was at that point Because she'd been asleep up until now She looked over and saw her husband Covered in blood Thinking he was dead So she, she panics Reached under her bed And handed over the Then sizable sum of $8 But this wasn't enough for the attacker Who demanded more His puppet show Was worth more than $8 Fair she, You gotta You know what When you're an artist Yeah The hardest thing is knowing the worth of your art and, yep. and like, you know, not just taking free gigs. Like, no, I'm, I work hard. I deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've got a free beer. Would that be enough? <laughs> it's like, make it too. <laughs> and I'll be happy. And a $4 pizza. Thank you. Thank you. Is this a particular gig you've got to uh, with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, this $8 wasn't enough for the attacker who demanded more cash. Harriet, however, lied and said that was all she had, even though she had heaps more stuffed under her mattress. Yeah, bitch. Yes. <laughs> yes. My life is worth a lot more than that. Yes, queen. Yes, she gets it. And the attacker fled after this. On his way out, the attacker grabbed the family's pet mockingbird's cage, took the cage outside, 
threw the cleaver in the yard, put his shoes back on. After all, he didn't want to bring mud into the carpet. Oh, he's polite. Uh, then he freed the bird from the cage, rolled a cigarette, and smoked it on the back porch before leaving. Okay, that's odd. Also, I like that she had $8 stashed yeah, in case smart. of robbing. Two. Smart. So you have two bank accounts, your main one and the one you want you're... to get robbed. Your rob account. Detroit the one you account. want yeah. to get kept. So you can allocate which one is to be robbed. Unfortunately, I did label it rob this one. <laughs> so, and uh, don't rob this one. It has a lot more in it in the other one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a, a I guess obvious. that's very clear. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm by targeting that one. So this, when, when, what, this, did you say 1800s? 1910. 1910. So this is pre-DNA, pre-fingerprints probably. So he's I happy to just throw the... There is early fingerprinting, but they don't use it. It's so early on they don't use it in right. any of these cases. Yeah, because so not I, much. What a great time to be a criminal! You just throw mm. the weapon really, into the yard. It's really the golden age of serial killing. Yeah, yeah. Now with all the bloody, yeah, drop a little hair. If you or were something. like someone with compulsions to kill, you'd be now. You'd be like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. it would really suck, wouldn't it? It would really suck. Living and, in this day and age with a compulsion to kill, no, no good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd obviously, be the one this downside. Yeah. Obviously, that's a pretty uh, crazy. Uh, story about this meat cleaver guy. Some historians debate that it may have been exaggerated, this one. But what is definitely true is that both Harriet and her husband survived. Right. So was that blood? Or had he been eating a pie in bed again? Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear to a, God, a George, <laughs> if you fucking get more crumbs in this bed. That's a sausage pizza. He's <laughs> covered so he looks like he's covered in blood. And he's falling asleep because he's full. I was thinking. I was thinking for a second that this murderer was so, or this thief was so genius that he poured made, blood on made them? him look. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So I'm Fake like, that blood. is so smart. No, he chopped the shit out of him. He just didn't chop him enough. Right. That's disappointing. So smart. <laughs> So smart. Why didn't they just pull fake blood on him? Uh, duh. Yeah, if he's, I mean, he's a meat cleaver. You think he's the butcher or her? Women can be mass murderers too. Thank you. Um. Yas, queen. <laughs> Maybe it was Harriet all all oh, along. See, that's that's always it's always someone in the you know someone close. It is always it's often someone close, isn't it? I mean, you guys are probably the people I see most frequently. Oh. I don't know. Shout if, out to your that family. A, is that a threat or a... no? I'm just I'm just a little concerned now. Oh, okay. Hmm. Me too. Yeah, you always get killed by one of your podcast's <laughs> co-hosts. I've heard that. There's it's an old adage. So yeah. many statistics. From, from 1910. Mm. The attacks continued, and although they were vicious, none were fatal until 1911 when grocer Joe Davies' body was found. He wasn't just gross. <laughs> he was grosser. <laughs> uh, showing injuries that appeared to have been inflicted by a meat cleaver. His body was fucked up and his brains were literally beaten out of his skull. Ew, oh. Dave. I don't know why I'm mad at you, but I am. Yeah, don't say fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. His, his brains were effed up and his Thank you. brains were literally beaten out of his skull. Oh, that's the bit I don't like. Change that bit for me and the other bit okay, for Matt. His okay. body was effed up and his brains remained inside his skull. Thank you. Probably don't even have to make a note of that. You would have assumed it. <laughs> I assume you would have assumed. But I'm, I'm thorough. You know, so assuming makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what connected these murders I think to- assuming makes an ass out of you and Ming. When I was growing up, we had a dog called Ming. Well, <laughs> that's, that's who we're talking about here. <laughs> you 
to make an ass out of me and Ming. Yep. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, what connected these uh, attacks together were both the types of victims, Italian grocers, and the fact that the attacks <coughs> used meat cleavers and the weapons had been found in the people's own house. So this guy wasn't BYO meat cleaver. Right. He broke in, went to your kitchen, <gasps> grabbed your meat cleaver and then attacked you. With I don't it. have a meat cleaver. Yeah. He would have left. As a vegetarian, I guess you wouldn't. I don't either. You it. don't cleave much meat. I've got knives, but they're for chopping veggies. Yeah, no. Nah. That's, that's a classic thing in, in some horror movies, some scary movies. Maybe I'm just thinking of, of Scream. But, they, you know, they'd show a shot of the kitchen. There'd be knives on display later in the movie or not long later. They'd show it again and there'd be clearly one One's of them gone. missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a little sign that says... Put sixth knife here. Yeah, or it's like dusty, so it's left. Yeah, it's still it's still really obvious. But they haven't used that knife in a while. <laughs> Hope they wash it first. Yeah, yeah. Don't get, get cross dust, contamination, dust infection. Ugh, <laughs> nothing worse. Some people are allergic to it. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine if that's what killed you. Oh, you survived funny. the stabbing, but the dust infection oh, got you. You didn't get dust in me, did you? Oh, I'm deaf. I need my epipen. <laughs> Down I go. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. (laughs) Paul! Paul! (laughs) I wasn't mad until I saw the dust. That's Uh, that, you know, sometimes people kill themselves. What am I going (laughs) With dust. With uh, sitting in the car running the pipe from your exhaust into your car. Sure. But these people would do it from their vacuum cleaner, (laughs) run it on reverse. (laughs) (laughs) Hook it up to a snorkel. So fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love where your brain goes. <laughs> People killing themselves with a vacuum cleaner. Jeez Louise. What a way to go. <laughs> I say it's painless. Imagining them testing it on a bowling ball. <laughs> you know, in vacuum cleaner ads, they're always like, look, it can pick up a bowling ball. Look, it can suffocate this bowling ball. <laughs> That's the fucking dumbest thing. <laughs> Somehow you made it dumb. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see something and I think I'm just going to add some dumbness here. <laughs> All right, so this first actual killing led the murderer to be referred to as the cleaver. Oh, I like that. But then... Hello, I'm the cleaver. Where is this? <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, do, now do your voice. Can I do it again? <laughs> Hello, I'm the cleaver. <laughs> Hello, I'm an expat cleaner. <laughs> expat cleaner? <laughs> oh, he's giving away some more of the story. Spoiler. Uh, but su- suddenly, the cleaver's attack stopped. The cleaver seemed to have given up. The cleaver refer to themselves in the third person. I'm giving up. I've had enough. I've had enough. All right. All right. <laughs> I also spent some time down under. <laughs> Picked up a couple of their phrases. Oh, the dingo's got me fucking baby. G'day. It's like a low high. You can use it at the start and the end. All right. G'day. Aloha. I'm off. G'day. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with that? Okay, so the attack stopped. This is the preamble, by the way. This is the, pre- this is the little little intro to suck people in. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, isn't this about an axe murderer? So the attack stopped. But thankfully for this report, the attacks again started six years later. Ooh. December 
1917. I'm back, baby! <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair gap. So if, you you're, if you're saying it's the same killer. All four members of the Andalina family were attacked in their home by an unknown assailant brandishing a small hatchet. That's a type of axe. Small axe, here we go. All and right. also a we're terrible in. book that I read in year seven. Had to study. The hatchet or hatchet? One of the two. It was real shit. It's also what uh, chickens do. <laughs> um. Check a little. You going to take a little time out over there, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> you just look like you're about to give yourself one. So you just jumped in. Yeah. Time out. Let me put you out of your misery. <laughs> I was trying to do the Dave thing and make it something dumber, but I overcooked it. Much like a chicken. <laughs> Much like a chicken. Oh, no. Uh, all four members of the Andalina family survived, and at the time it wasn't clearly linked to the cleaver attack earlier in the decade. In hindsight, though, we now know that the killer was back. Bum, bum, bah. On May 22nd, 1918, a few months later, Joseph Maggio and his wife Catherine were sound asleep above their grocery shop. He's attacking Italians. They were, they were Italian and grocers, so Italian grocers. Oh, oh, he's got a weird vendetta against yeah, grocers yeah. and Italians. Or is he, is he an Italian grocer taking out competition? competition. Mm, good early theories like this. A man Roll people. I was going to ask you for your theories later on. I assumed it was going there. I'm glad we've gone early. More people. <laughs> Always. So a man broke into the home while they were sleeping, and uh, not just any man. This was an axe man. Mini, 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 meow. Wake up, people! <laughs> uh, Rips doing, a sick guitar solo. Doing a lot leaves. of devil horns with his fingers. Yeah, and they were all like, "This is awesome." I was tired, but this is <laughs> this is awoken me. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, 
Whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable, visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. He gained entry into their house by chiseling off one of the panels of their back door and crawling through. Holy shit. He really wants this. (laughs) 
He walked into their bedroom. He first sliced the couple's throat with a straight razor. He's got the need to cleave. Whilst they slept. (laughs) Ask me what I've got the need for. What have you got the need for? The need to cleave. Schwing. Cut their throat. (laughs) Why do you get a boner? (laughs) (laughs) Schwing. Schwing, schwing. Then he, just to make sure that uh, he was doing it properly, after he cut their throats, he bashed their heads in with their own axe. Okay, so they had an axe, presumably somewhere around the house. Yeah. They didn't have a garden shed. No, I was just lying around. They just had an axe lying The lesson here is pick up after yourselves, people. You live in filth, you'll die in your own filth. Filth being an axe. (laughs) Now, sleeping in the room next door was Joseph's brothers, Jake and Andrew, who were awoken by the throat-cutting kerfuffle. Uh, Joseph. They heard the bone I don't know if that can be counted as a kerfuffle. Double murder. It's a kerfuffle. Okay, okay. Is it a double murder? Joseph initially survived. Initially. But but quickly died after his brothers (laughs) discovered him. (laughs) By which point uh, Catherine was already dead. So yes, it's a murder. Her throat having been cut so deep that her head was nearly severed from her shoulders. Okay, all right. So yes, Matt, it is a double murder. The people want blood. Yeah, true. But I also would have liked to sleep tonight. I actually had a nightmare last night. Not kidding. uh, Based on the... Recording. I think it was from this. Can oh. I? Oh, I really want to tell you about the dream I had last night. Okay, was it about the X Man? No. Can, Can I not... tell you real quick? Yeah, yeah. So last night I, I had my alarm set for nine o'clock this morning, and I. Me too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, this is terrifying. And I had a dream that I woke up at like twelve, and I had to be at work before one. So I was like, oh no. But then I actually woke up from that dream, checked my phone. It was quarter past eight. I was fine. I went back to sleep. Had the same dream again, except this time in my dream, my boyfriend had, I had slept through the alarm and he'd woken up and turned it off and oh, gone back to sleep. And I woke, been furious. I woke up at like 12.30. Right? And anyway, so then I actually wake up from the dream and I, now I have no idea what the fuck's happening. I don't know if I'm awake or not. The alarm's gone off. I'm awake. And I told Aiden the dream and then he said he had a dream in which uh, he'd heard about this TV show that had won 12 Emmys and it was entirely in Morse code. <laughs> Daytime Emmys or regular Emmys? I don't know. Regular, let's say. I wow. that's your question. Well, that's pretty good. But he was like, he'd heard about this show in his dream. He's like, i got to check that out. Morse code. <laughs> beep, 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 his beep, dream beep. beat my double dream. I thought it was cool that I had a double dream. No, a double dream's pretty, like, it. same I, thing. I think your dream won. Isn't that crazy? But in the second dream, I was aware of the first dream. And then when I actually woke up, I was like, I don't know what fucking year it is. Feels like an annoying TV show. <laughs> um, my uh, dream was about an axe murderer. So let's talk about him now. Sorry for derailing. Just wanted to share. No, it's fine. Uh, the only calling card left behind by the killer was the bloodied axe. Police ruled out robbery as a motivation for the attacks as money and valuables left in plain sight were not stolen by the intruder. It was all very mysterious and chilling. Uh, police made the connection with the murder of the Maggio couple with the previous spate of Italian grocery attacks six years earlier that I mm. talked about at the start of the episode because in addition to the similarities in victim, using a weapon in the home and the method of entry, one clue that seemed to suggest a possible connection was they found outside Possibly a second calling card. I may have lied about that because there was a message found in chalk near the scene of the crime that said, quote, Mrs. Maggio will sit up tonight just like Mrs. Tony. The last victim of the previous spree of attacks was found to have been a man by the name of Tony Schiambria, 
Tony and his wife had been attacked in bed also. Perhaps she was the Mrs. Tony. Mrs. Tony. She was talking about. Mm. Well, she had a, a firstly her own first name, and that's her husband's first name. Oh, please, my wife is Mrs. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't know why I called you Mrs. Tony, but all right. Hi, I'm Tony. This is my wife, uh, Mrs. Tony. I don't know. <laughs> so they made this, uh, well, they did make a connection, and police were now praying that this was not the beginning of another murder spree. Spoiler alert, it definitely was. Thank you so much for putting in spoiler alert there, so I had the chance to yeah. skip forward 15 seconds and go. <laughs> <laughs> We've got another killing here. Lewis Bessemer and his mistress... Saucy. Harriet Lowe were discovered in the back of his grocery. Another Harriet. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. This is true. Lewis and, and Harriet. Mm, he's not, not married, just his mistress. That's okay, apparently. Dave. Let's not shame people. I'm not shaming them, but that was uh, quite scandalous <coughs> in 1918 uh, in New Orleans. So um, a baker named John Zanker was making his morning deliveries to all the different groceries. He should have been a banker, not a baker. Mm. No, banker Zanker. You got one wrong. Idiot. You just couldn't quite hear the careers counsellor. Sorry, what was that? A banker. Banker? banker. All, right. All right. I'm really good with numbers and terrible at bread, but okay. <laughs> also got very bad hearing. <laughs> Help me. Uh, no one answered the front door when he knocked, so he went out the back and Lewis himself came to the door covered in blood and claimed to have been attacked. His mistress, Harriet Lowe, had also been assaulted by an axe-wielding man who had first struck Bessemer, Lewis in the right temple, leaving him with a skull fracture, Ooh. and then slashed his lover over her left ear. Ooh. She was unconscious. Ooh. The axe, which had belonged to Lewis himself, was found in the bathroom of the apartment. The intruder had gotten in the same way, ch- chiseling out a panel of the back door. And crawling in like a little dog. Crawling in, yeah. Like a little, he's made a, a cat flap. <laughs> he's made a small cat flap. <laughs> <laughs> he crawls on in. <laughs> Lewis survived the attack and Harriet would hang on for seven weeks before dying of her injuries. She used her final weeks, according to this is Mysterious Universe, to make, which is a cool website, to make, quote, increasingly rather bizarre and contradictory statements to police about who she thought the attacker was. End quote. First saying it was a black man, then a white man. Because she said initially that it was a black man, they arrested Lewis Uberkin, who was a black guy who had just started working at the grocery store. Harriet then changed her story and said it was actually her lover, Lewis, another Lewis, who had attacked her. Oh. The guy that had a fractured skull. She was like, no, he was the axe guy, and accused him of being a German spy. Okay. <laughs> so she's just sort of pointing fingers, describing, you know, varying descriptions of who the attacker is. This caused a media storm because of the vicious nature of the crime, the fact that it was the second attack by this possible serial killer. It was between two unmarried lovers, so a bit of a scandal there, one of whom might now be a German spy. So the media are laughing. And this is World War One now, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yes, the year was 1941. 18. Okay, I fucked it up. It's not World War One. 1918, yes, it is. 1918? Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying 18. Oh, my God, I'm so confused. Okay. Yeah, this is 1918. That is World War One. Can confirm. Can confirm. Right. Uh, the grocery store worker, Louis Ubicon, that Harriet originally fingered, went to trial <laughs> but was found not guilty. <laughs> I enjoyed writing that. <laughs> He was found not guilty, mainly because her husband, who'd also been attacked, was kept saying, it's not our worker, it wasn't our worker. She just said it was me too, and I'm not a German spy. So Harriet eventually passed on after pointing the finger at many different people, after fingering many people. She also had people. quite a head injury. Yeah. And nobody true. thought maybe cognitively something's not, yeah. 
You are. But we'll come back to them later in the show. Oh, my God. Yay! About a month later, on August 5th, the Axeman struck again. Eerily, it was the same day that the aforementioned Harriet Lowe succumbed to her injuries. Oh. So the day she passed on, he struck again. On the night of uh, August 5th, as I said, 28-year-old, eight-month pregnant Anna Schneider awoke to a dark figure standing over her. He then repeatedly bashed in her face with what was later speculated to be a lamp. Their axe was also missing, missing from the back shed. Her husband returned later than usual that night to find his wife covered in blood. But thankfully, she survived and gave birth to a healthy girl just two days after the attack. Fuck. Did you say she was pregnant before? Yeah, eight months pregnant. Eight months, very pregnant. Oh, my God. I would have been writing that a lot harder. Yeah, I looked at you like, oh, he's he's going to be very upset here. That's why I got to it quite What is is this a surprise birth? (laughs) Do they know? (laughs) Ta-da! I tried to get to it quite quickly to put you at ease. I appreciate that. No need. No need. Apparently, because he he wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Uh, Mrs. Schneider, the one that had given me. Mrs. Schneider. <laughs> um, and their axe was missing. Mrs. Schneider, your axe is missing. <laughs> Look, I'm just reading reading it as I see it, which is incorrectly. <laughs> Mrs. Schneider, couldn't I uh, recall I'm Rob Schneider? Do you know that episode of South Park? Yeah. Fucking great one. Rob anyway. Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Schneider is a carrot, rated PG-13. <laughs> anyway, Mrs. Schneider couldn't recall, this is the one that's given birth, uh, couldn't recall much of the attack, but claimed that she had been attacked by a dark figure that resembled some sort of phantom. Oh. The phantom of the opera. <laughs> what does phantom mean? I just thought, because the phantom's the guy in the purple, yeah, and the, the ghost phantom of the opera wears a suit. And a mask. Does it just mean they're a ghost? Wearing a mask. Yeah, it's, it's just another ghost word for ghost. Ghost a mask. Phantom. Here we go. I've Phantom menace? What does that mean? The ghost of menace. <gasps> wow. No, the ghost menace. I put off in there. The phantom of menace. <laughs> a phantom. Noun. A ghost. A figment of the imagination. Not real. Oh, okay. So that's, that's so actually... resembled... Something not, not real. real. Okay. All right. Is her name Harriet as well? Honestly, no. What's she? Mrs. Schneider. She's Mrs. Schneider. <laughs> Harriet Schneider. No. <laughs> it was at this point the lead investigators began to publicly speculate that the attack was related to the previous incidents involving Bechamer and Maggio. Bechamer. Yes, the city had a serial killer on its hands. On its hands. Oh, my God. I mean, he's only been successful in one out of the three attacks, but still serial killer. You know any time on the news they're like, oh, somebody's, you know, wielding a knife in, and they name a suburb in Melbourne? I'm like, oh, God. No. That, that's terrifying. Mm. Oh, yeah. But they're this like, is crazy. Okay, Melbourne. <laughs> There's an axe murderer loose. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well, just this next sentence is not going to make you feel any better. Oh. The axe man's thirst for blood was quill. Quilly. <laughs> Damn it. With cook. Jess, <laughs> was he right? Does this make you feel yeah, worse? Yeah, I'm shitting Jess myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. Stop. <laughs> Please, Dave, you're killing me. Was clearly not quenched by the attack on Anna Schneider. Queerly. Because just five days later, he struck again. Oh, Imagine no. how chilling that would have been if I didn't fuck it. <laughs> You'd have been chilled to the core, Matt. Yeah. I'd give you time. This would be like five minutes of thawing out time. That, that's Matt's it is. already I'm lukewarm. Yeah. No, fuck. It's like a tepid soup. <laughs> that's not what you want to be tepid. No, no what do you want to be tepid? 
hug? A, you want a tepid hug? Yeah. I don't want a hot hug. That's weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Warm is nice. Warm hug's nice, Dave. Uh, tepid pool. Pool water? Oh, yeah, good one. If it, yeah. If it's, not if it's supposed hot. to be, or if there's just been some kids in it, that's not good. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, God. Wait, what does tepid mean? Oh, it means a ghost, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Stop making me Google words. <laughs> Because it's somewhere between. I I thought it was like, like a warm. room temperature ish. Yeah. Is it? So your own blood. All right. New show idea. <laughs> Someone picks a word from the dictionary, and the others have to try and guess what they think it means. Oh, love it. Boulder dash. I'm just googling it. Last thing I googled was how do you know you have a tapeworm? So that's good. Wow. Do you reckon you've got Tepid. one? I don't know. My stomach hasn't been great. That's for why I was playing that tapeworm song by System of a Down when you walked in. Before. Oh, I know. I thought you were. I didn't know what you were doing. Tepid. Only slightly warm. Lukewarm. Yeah, there right. you go, Matt. So you are tepid. Sure am, Fuck, baby. wasn't worth it. Sorry, Dave, do go on. All right, here we go. So uh, he struck again. The quench was not thirst. Other way round. You know what I mean. <laughs> Jesus. Pauline and Mary Bruno, two sisters living with their eight-year-old uncle Joseph, awoke when they heard the sound of scuffling coming from their uncle's bedroom. Scuffling. Ooh. They ran in and claimed to have seen Joseph being attacked by a tall, dark, heavy-set figure in a dark suit who was wearing a slouch hat. Oh, that yeah. That racist. Mm. The attacker ran when one of the girls screamed out. The sisters would later emphasise that the, despite the man's size, the intruder had been, quote, awfully light on his feet. A dancer. Oh, I like that good. theory. Or maybe, maybe it's someone who's wearing clothes to look heavy set when they're not. Oh, fat, fat suit. suit. Definitely. Big Mama's house. Yes. Or it could be like a, a 1980s AFL footballer. There were a lot of big units there but who quite were very quick. athletic. Yeah. yeah. Tony Plugger Lockett. Yeah, I think you're really making generalisations if you assume that all people who are maybe a bit more heavy set are going to walk around like, doom, doom. Yeah. Like that's, that's silly. That's ridiculous. Well, Dave. take that up with Pauline and Mary Bruno who yeah. have no doubt dead by now. Yeah. But also, some some people just walk really heavy on their heels, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't matter how big you are. You just, like, if you have to live with them, you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Dave, stop fat shaming is the moral of that story. Yeah, I Dave. think they're mainly trying to imply that he's some sort of phantom. See the word ghost. See the word tepid. See tepid. <laughs> Page 161 of the Concise Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> I think we should do that as a bonus episode of where we choose a word. I think that'd be That's very fun. fun. Okay, we can do that. Choose a, choose a word each and the other two have to. Maybe we'd have to come in with a few words probably. Yeah. I'm Maybe not you, riffing for like ten some, minutes a word. Let's get some suggested words. Ah, very good. Ones that you I mean, I was gonna say weird words, but we couldn't even decipher the word <laughs> phantom or tepid. <laughs> so any word. Teacup. What is it? What does it mean? <laughs> it's a cup for tea, Dave. Oh, I don't know, I'm gonna Google that. Your little face though was so cute just then. What does that mean? What does it mean? What is it? <laughs> Teacup. Definition. Doesn't even come up with a definition. That's how obvious it is. Teak up. It's a. It's when you 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 know you're zhuzhing up a room, adding more uh, teak. teak. You teak it up. I love it. Teak up. <laughs> Took way too long to get there, Bob. Sorry Jess. about that. Thank you for jumping in. Jess, you're not right, but you're not wrong. How? A cup from which tea is drunk. Yep. Hmm. All right, you are right. You're just not wrong. <laughs> Uh, the so the attacker ran away, awfully loud on his feet, despite being loud on his feet. Did you say loud on his feet, Dave? Please stop. The, the attacker stuff. floated away through the wall. He heard someone yell out "free buffet" and ran <laughs> to the window. 
All you can eat. I'm a fatty boy. I've got to go. <laughs> bye bye. You're doing the opposite of what I requested. <laughs> I'm a fatty boy. He's such a fat man. Probably couldn't drive. He's too fat to get in the car. Cars also, invented that. Also, pretty early for cars. <laughs> I think they were ju- they were early. Yeah, 90- they were around. Late eighteen hundred. Yeah, but he probably not everyone have had one. Didn't have one. Not every axe murderer had a car yeah. back then. Uh, Uncle Joe, remember Uncle Joe? Eighty years old. Yes. He'd been hit on the head and received two large cuts. He managed to walk to the ambulance. Pay cuts. <laughs> he managed to walk to the ambulance once it arrived. Yet he died two days later oh. due to severe head trauma. Oh, you're kidding! It's pretty good, isn't it? Getting hit, struck twice. You can't just till the ambulance and then. Do you know what? If I'm on. calling an ambulance, I don't care what it's for. They can come get me. <laughs> like you know, I pay my ambulance membership. I've got to check that. Put me in the. Yeah, you really do. Put me on the trolley thing and wheel me out. Okay, you're trained to do it. I'm not walking. Trolley thing. Another one. We don't know the, the word. Gurney. Yeah, I was thinking it. I will call it a trolley thing because <laughs> I pay my <laughs> membership. I pay their wages. I love it when people say that. That's good. I pay well, your wages. Especially now that you work for the ABC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the taxpayers pay my wages. Thank you, Australian true. taxpayers. I want to get my eight cents worth, Jess. Well, tune in, uh, Triple J. <laughs> uh, so Uncle Joe, he's gone. I'm so sorry. He died. But when uh, police arrived, they discovered that the back door had again been chiseled in and a bloody axe was found in the backyard. Does he ever just try the lock? You know? He probably tries that first. Ah, I'd hope so. Or he just likes chiseling. Who doesn't love a good chisel? I love it. Uh, People were very scared now. It seemed like the axe man could strike at any time, able to gain access and disappear at will. There was now a state of extreme chaos in the city, with residents living in constant fear of an axe man attack. Newspapers started to refer to the attacker at this point as the Axe Man, and this did nothing to quell people's fears. <laughs> if anything, it made him seem even te- more terrifying. <laughs> uh, people began to make numerous reports about missing axes, uh, reports of shadowy figures lurking in the darkness, and even some finding their doors chiselled open. Wow. So people are like... F- the the first few, you could be like, you misplaced the axe. That figure was a shadow. That mm. shadow figure was a shadow. Mm. <laughs> That door. Uh, the chisel door, that one's harder. <laughs> yeah. That door always had a and, missing panel. An angry bear. Hello. Hello. You've got food in there. Yeah. Bear's hungry. Okay. Leave food out for a bear, you idiot. Yeah, leave it out. Are you kidding? Don't leave it in. How stupid are you? <laughs> <laughs> At nightfall, people began to barricade themselves in their own homes because now there's an axe man and bears on the loose. <laughs> It's very dangerous out there. It's a terrible time. Armed men started keeping watch over their families and their neighbourhoods. More police were deployed to patrol the streets. In short, the city was fucking terrified. Yeah. Imagine if it happened now. I'd be so scared. I'd be scared. Matt wouldn't be scared. (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone has CCTV now. Yeah, no, it sounds awful. So we've got vision of you being smashed in the face with an axe. Yeah, but then we got the guy who did it. Oh, true. But what if it's a phantom ghost? Oh, yeah, you're right. They don't show up on (laughs) Not on CC TV. Certainly not. Oh, on September 13, just over a month after. floating cloaks. What's that? What's that? That's just a floating I can't identify that. (laughs) Just over a month after the killing of Uncle Joe, a man named Paul Durrell Jr. went to open his corner store when he found a panel from the store's door removed. Outside, police later found footprints on the fence surrounding the yard. They suspected that the axe man had attempted to get into their house. 
Daryl and his family survived, sleeping soundly throughout the night. The intruder had been able to get the panel off the door, but he could not stick his hand through to open it from the inside. That's because Daryl had stacked cans of tomatoes in front of the door, and those cans of tomatoes may have just saved their lives. I mean, Daryl's Daryl's really leaning into the Italian stereotype. (laughs) Just just a delivery. (laughs) Hey, I bet you're really enjoying that podcast, because if you made it this far, you must have been. But guess what? That wasn't the full episode. There's more! Yeah, that's right, but that's that's the link below. I mean, it'd be weird if the... It just ended like that, wouldn't it? That's exactly right. So if you just jump over to the to the subscription and, and click over to that, you can subscribe and check out all the episodes for free. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find us, you'll find them. Correct. Mm-hmm. See you guys at a different time than now. In hell. Ha! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 